Tang stepping up. It would have been a pep talk for him from the coaching staff at halftime. Lovely pass allowing D'Agostino to face forward and wriggle his way through. Nick D'Agostino with a massive goal for Australia. Australia are through. The 12 year wait is over. The Oli Roos return to the Olympic stage at Tokyo 2020. Hello and welcome to the Oliveroos podcast, where we take football fans inside camp in Japan to help you get to know our players a little bit better. My name is Chris Carulli and today I'll be chatting with Dylan Piraeus. As a kid of Italian heritage growing up in West Melbourne, Dylan runs us through how he actually shifted his allegiance from AFL to soccer at the age of six. That came after a certain World Cup game that will live long in the memory of Aussie fans. You know the one I'm talking about. So while the outcome of that game isn't one we all remember favourably, it did set Dylan off on his journey as a football fanatic. And a decade later, he would become the first player born in 2000 to debut in the A-League. At youth level, Dylan enjoyed a top time with Melbourne City. He won a National Youth League Championship alongside the likes of Arzani, John Rowe, Metcalf and a couple more members of the Oli Roos squad. From there, he has had to ride all the highs and lows of professional football, but over the last year, he's gone from strength to strength at Western United, where he struck up a formidable friendship with Italian magician Alessandro Diamanti. This form with his hometown club, during the most recent A-League season, was enough to earn a first call-up to the Australia under-23 setup, just in time for Tokyo. Dylan's a great character, so without any further ado, we hope you enjoy the podcast. Dylan Piraeus, thanks for joining us. Congratulations on the call-up to represent Australia at Tokyo 2020. It's your first call-up to the 23 squad, and just based on that alone, must have been a huge moment when you found out the news. Yeah, well, thank you, firstly. But, yeah, you know, um, never been called up to under-23s before and especially now being called up for the Olympic team, which is, um, you know, an absolute honour to me. Um, you know, when I got told, I was a bit surprised, but, you know, really happy and my family were really wrapped for me. And, um, yeah, I'm just really excited. Yeah, you said you were a little surprised, but... The way your A-League season went this year, obviously plenty of highlights throughout on a personal level. Was that something you then felt might be on the horizon or at least a possibility? Um, yeah, look, you know, obviously um, I had a good season, um, you know, scored a few goals and started to get really uh, a lot of game time and being consistent and stuff. So I thought, yeah, maybe. <laughs> thought maybe I was in the question. And then uh, when I made the shortlist, I started to give myself a bit more hope and then um you know just I'm just wrapped to be a part of it and to be picked yeah yeah there you go and we'll go back to it in a little bit but I'd like to run through your whole journey or at least a part of it to, to get to this point obviously growing up in the west of Melbourne where did it all start for you I guess what was that first experience that sucked you into football um well it all started when I was you know obviously young but um I started off playing um uh like a Australian rules football um, like I did Auskick, uh, which is kind of the grassroots mini football, but AFL. And um, yeah, I, I, I liked playing uh, footy. And then I watched the 2006 World Cup, uh, Italy versus Australia, and having an Italian background. Um, you know, I watched that game. And ever since that game, I said to my parents, oh, I want to uh, change the football next year. And so I started at the age of seven. 
and that's kind of how it all, how it all started. There you go. Wow. Yeah. Very similar experience myself being Italian background. It's one of those games that just sticks out particularly. Yeah. At that age, glad to hear you came across to the right football eventually. Your your speed, right. has always been a part that people talk about as part of your game. Um, Has that always been the case? Were you always quick as a youngster? Um, Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like obviously I didn't start like when I was younger, I, I don't know if I was fast or not. I don't know. But I, as I started playing and getting more serious, playing on a bigger field, um, obviously like under 12s, that's when I started to realise, oh, you know, I'm a bit, I'm a bit fast. Um, and then as I got older, obviously, um, I started to realise more that, yeah, this is a good weapon that I have for football. And, yeah, ever since then, I've just, yeah, been fast, I guess. As well as that, you're often seen as a bit of a versatile player. You can play in a few different roles. Is there somewhere you prefer? And has that been the case all the way through? Um, yeah, look, I've always played. Like when I was younger, I started playing more serious, like under 12s and the 13s. I was like a, well, I started off as like a number 10 midfielder. But then obviously my pace, um, coaches started to realise my pace. So they chucked me out on the wing. So I started off as a, as a right or left winger and... Um, so that's where I started off. So obviously I had a bit of experience playing in the midfield Then I went out wide and then around under 14s, uh, the coach said, oh, do you reckon you could do a job for me at right back today? And I'm like, yeah, all right. So I started playing fullback and I basically swapped between fullback and wing. And then um, I became more of a right fullback and then um, obviously I, lo- I love attacking and it's probably more stronger part of my game attacking so that obviously helped me and then obviously being a defender obviously helped my defending side a bit so that's where probably the versatility came from and then yeah I, I didn't mind playing I just wanted to play man like whatever position I didn't mind and then obviously at Western um, at the start I was coming on as an imp- more of an impact player off the bench and you know Mark Rudin was like do you want to play striker I'm like yeah okay <laughs> so he chucked me up front and I scored two goals there and then I played a bit on the wing and then we obviously played with wing backs. So I played there and yeah, just it kind of just throughout my whole journey, I just learned to play all different positions. And obviously with, with my pace and speed, you can, you know, move around and play different positions. So yeah, that's kind of um, what happened, but I would probably say I prefer probably wing, um, but I do love a wing back in a back five playing wing back is probably my favorite. There you go, running up and down all day. You got to have those, yeah. those fitness levels up too. Yeah, well, you talk about how that a lot of that change happened when you were 14, 15, but by 16, you were playing at least one game in the A League, and that made you the first person born in the 21st century to play in that competition. Starting out with Melbourne City, obviously, yeah, breaking through, but then from there, you've spoken about the highs and lows of football, and it took a bit of time to sort of get back involved after that. What went on in your mind and in your footballing life during that period yeah obviously you know getting get, being given an opportunity so young and when you're young you just think oh well, I want to play I want to play um, and obviously I got my chance and I did well and then obviously I didn't play for a long time after that so I was a bit you know oh uh, but I played my first game so like why am I not playing more so when you're young you quite think like that but now looking back like obviously only being 16 you're never going to play you know a lot of games but I would have liked to have at least a few more in there but you know it is what it is that's just how my journey went I wouldn't change it um 
if anything, it taught me probably to be more resilient and it woke me up to the reality of what football is like at an early age. Um, so, like, you know, I don't regret that. And now, you know, it, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah. Yeah, I've ended up in a pretty nice spot now, either way at Western United and playing alongside, of course, the name that pops up to many is Diamante. And I've heard you say he took you under his wing a little bit. That must be special. Yeah, obviously, you know, being Italian as well, when I heard Diamante was coming to Western United, I was obviously like, wow, that's it. That's, I'm going to be training and playing with this guy, which is amazing. And um, yeah, obviously, he, we got along really well. And, um, and obviously, with my pace and stuff, he loves putting through balls and stuff, through, like he loves his passing. So it's a kind of a perfect match for me just to, he used to say to me, just run just run and I'll, and I'll find you. And I'm like, okay. And, you know, we, we're really good mates. And, um, yeah, it's just a pleasure to be able to share the pitch with such a, um, an amazing player. Yeah, it must be special. And then coming into camp now and as well, you're coming into camp with one of your club teammates in Lockie Wales. That must be a nice feeling. Yeah, obviously, you know, I've got heaps of friends here as well, even though they don't play at Western United, but it was good to have someone that I've been with all year and me and Mocky, we didn't really know each other at the start, but, you know, we've we've gotten to be really close and uh, we get along really well, so I'm wrapped that he's here. Yeah, and as you mentioned, plenty of other players as well, even though it's your first time technically with the squad, I'm sure there's plenty of boys that you've played with or against over the years. Yeah, well, it's it's funny because... When I was playing in Melbourne City youth team, uh, you know, me, Denny, Connor, Azani, we were all teammates then and um, we, were, we were all close. So it's funny to see, it's good to see, you know, a group of young lads who are in a youth team now at this uh, stage at the Olympics. Like we just, when I first saw them, we all just laughed at each other. Like, do you remember playing under 20s and NYL and, you know, so like seeing them here, like oh, I'm wrapped. Um, it's really good. Yeah, that's awesome. It's one of those sort of who, who would have thought moments. I guess at the time when you were playing with that youth team and that link up at Melbourne City, did you feel like that there was something special with a bunch of those players? Yeah, obviously we won the youth league um, when I was there with that team. And, you know, they're, they're all such amazing players and I had no doubt that they were going to go far. Um, and, you know, I'm just wrapped to see, see them, and, you know, all the hard work that we put in together when we were younger and, you know, just, just getting along as mates and now we're here, it's just good to see. Now you are here, you can look ahead to the tournament and seeing those squads officially being named recently, coming out and scrolling just through the names of players that you guys will be coming up against. I guess that's an unreal feeling. And is there anyone in particular or any teams that you're looking forward to coming up against? Yeah, obviously, you know, we've got Argentina and Spain. Um, which, you know, was, you know, obviously great opponents. Um, obviously, the Spain team with Asensio um, being one of the players, that was um, pretty uh, wild to see that. But look, I, I, I believe in the boys. We've got an absolute fantastic team, unbelievable players here. And um, we've, we've got an, a fearless attitude and they're just, you know, as they might have the names and stuff, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's just, 11 men against another 11 men. They got two arms, two legs like us. And, um, you know, we, we, we honestly think we're going to go far in this tournament. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. And you've got all of Australia behind you, that's for sure. Um, one last question that we've asked everyone that we've had a chat with. 
obviously you've played a number of games for the younger national teams, the Joeys, I believe you've scored a few for them. Um, so you know, I guess, what it means to pull on the green and gold. Can you try and put that into word of exactly the significance to you? Well, obviously any any sporting person in Australia has always, you know, always had the dream for playing for their country. Um, I personally believe there's no higher honour than playing for your country and representing the whole of Australia. Um, and I think for me, when I see that green and gold jersey and with my name on the back, I just know that it's, it's, it's given to me and for me to work as hard as I can and give absolutely everything on the field. Um, because it's when you put in that shirt on, it's like the whole of Australia is on that shirt and you're representing your country. And, you know, obviously I couldn't be more proud to be Australian and, you know, I'm just going to give it, you know, if I've given the opportunity to play, I'm just going to give absolute my heart and soul onto that pitch for the, for the green and gold badge. Yeah, we can't wait to see it. Dylan, thanks for your time and all the best in the weeks to come. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. That's all we have time for in this episode. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this one, make sure to check out all of our exclusive Olympic-themed content. From podcasts to in-depth reads and everything in between, we've got you covered ahead of Tokyo 2020. So get behind the team, and until next time, go the Ollie Roos.